How many of you love Jesus today? You know, it's not just something that you clap about, but it's something that's in your heart. Who had to deal with any difficult people in your life this week? We learned last week I was able to see Pastor Brian deliver that amazing message online. And I'm excited to be kind of second up to bat in the series, Hot Topics. And we're excited about what the Lord's going to do. Let's pray quickly that God will just show up and help us open our hearts to him. God, we thank you for who you are today. I thank you for this amazing time that we've had in worship. So we've been able to open our hearts to you. We make a choice if we worship you or not. I thank you for an incredible band that led us today. Now we go to your word today. We pray that you would help us, prepare us to receive it. We commit today to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In Jesus' name, and Faith Community Church shouted, Amen. Amen. Before we get too far along in the message today, I, I would like to say that we love your pastors. Josh and Lauren Earls, can we give it up for them this morning? Sometimes we don't know how good we have it. We've had a chance to be in different churches over the years and to have a place that runs with the excellency of heaven, a group of people that want to see not only their community changed here in the House Springs, Fenton, St. Louis, greater St. Louis area, but to network and invite other people to have touch points all throughout the world. Who knows God's put a mandate on this church to do something large for God. It's amazing. It's awesome to see that. So we're going through this this morning. I'll open my heart to you a little bit. Some of you do not know me. It's great to have my wife, Joy, and my oldest daughter, Madison, uh, with me today. We have five children. Did not bring them all today, but it's great to have the two of them, and, and we look forward to what the Lord's going to do. There are things in life that I choose to avoid. How many of you have some of those things? The things that I avoid would not be the list that you have that you would avoid, but I won't judge you this morning if you don't judge my list. Things that I like to stay away from. Number one, traffic. Traffic is a big waste of time. Big waste of time. I love it that we have technology. I love it that we have apps that can reroute us around situations that can help us get there much more quickly. But I found in my own life, 42 years old, that traffic is a big waste of time. Second thing that I enjoy avoiding at all costs, paper cuts. I've seen grown men pull out splinters with pliers out of their arms. Guys get off the rugby field, pop a shoulder back in place, continue to play the game. I have a 13-year-old daughter that's not with us today, but I've seen young girls face plant on a soccer field, get up with grass stain on their face, but there is something about paper slicing through your skin I like to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> Pastor Josh, you might understand this one, you might not. Um, for the occupation that we're in, I like to avoid preaching every holiday with the exception of Christmas and Easter. Not that the other holidays are not important, but oftentimes a pastor puts time in, prep in, prayer in, oftentimes for a smaller crowd. I've learned, and, and don't take this wrong, Pastor Brian, but those weekends are reserved for youth pastors, student <laughs> ministry leaders. I have experience in that and walk down that road. And, and as I think is the perspective of your pastor, we never really graduate out of youth ministry or children's ministry. We just do what God's called us to do. But I've learned there's things in life that it's better to avoid. And I've also learned in life that there are things, no matter how much you try to avoid, 
They're just going to show up. Whether you plan on it or not, whether you calculate it into your life or not. As a matter of fact, there's not an app that can reroute you around it. It doesn't matter how agile you are to try to crawl under it or how athletic you are to try to hop over it. There are things in the life of Brian Kitchen that he cannot avoid. And there are things in the life of those that attend Faith Community Church that you cannot avoid. And one of the things is disappointments. Look at your neighbor and say disappointments. We're going to talk today in our second part of the series, Hot Topics, dealing with disappointments. I want to ask a question really quick to the faith community audience. How many of you have ever been disappointed? This message might go to a time in your life that way back here in history you were disappointed or maybe currently you're walking through a life disappointment or maybe there's something coming up just down the road in a bit that you think might happen and you know that you're probably going to be disappointed. I want to show you in the word of God that we can be ready for it. We're choosing not to be people that bury our head in the sand. We've realized that even if we pray really hard, even if we fast really diligently, even if we memorize more scripture, who knows that disappointments are going to happen and Jesus has built them into our life. And we're going to look at that today. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in your Bible. If you take just a moment to go there with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I believe we'll have all these up on the screen today. Let me get there. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to start reading in verse 16. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Who's figured that one out? Well, we try to fix it up the best that we can, but it's, it's perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, sometimes these things that are seen come packaged in the form of a disappointment. Disappointments have different faces. My disappointments are not the same as your disappointments. Your disappointments are not the same as my disappointments. Have you ever one-upped a disappointment? Anybody ever done that? You hear somebody else talking about a life issue that they're going through, and you're like, man, that's not nearly as bad as what I'm walking through. Have you ever done that before? I found myself doing that before. Here's the deal. Our disappointments are different but I believe that we can find in God's word today, Faith Community Church, that the remedy to be healed from life's disappointments are the same for all of us. And that's where I want to go today. There are times in your life when you're dealing with disappointments or you're learning to deal with disappointments that you have to shore up your faith. You have to trust in the Lord and not lean on your own understanding. And, and I really want to show this or illustrate this through what is in this bottle today. No faith community church, this is not a bottle of wine. This is a bottle of oil this morning. And who knows that when we're walking through disappointment, one of the best things that we could do is reach for the ointment for disappointment 
and see how we can apply it to our lives. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to spend just a couple moments challenging you with that today. When you have disappointment in your life, the first thing that you need to do is understand that in the oil for disappointment, there, there is some value in the ointment for disappointment. There is some medicinal things that will help you if you'll just do them. And I want to remind you today that when you're walking through life's disappointments, the first thing that you have to do is you have to turn immediately to God. Who's ever struggled with that? Be honest. We turn to a lot of things when we're disappointed. We find ourselves turning to a lot of things. Here's the deal. This is what I've learned in my life. Where you turn is the deciding point of where you end up. I know that we turn to a lot of things when we're disappointed. We might turn to a best friend. Nothing wrong with that. When we're disappointed, I have my spouse here today. We turn to a spouse. Who's ever turned to a praying grandma when you're disappointed? Boy, I've I've learned the value of that. That'll help. A praying mama. We turn to our parents, possibly, when we're disappointed. But here's the reality. We have to look at Jesus first. We have to tell him where we're at. We have to tell him how we feel. And we have to look him in the eyes. And we have to say, Jesus, I'm disappointed. And I'm turning to you. Whoever finds sometimes that's a struggle point in your life. Let's turn to Psalm chapter 55. Psalm chapter 55. We have it here on the screen. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall what, community church? He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So when I look at this verse, I can look at and say, wow, I'm a righteous person if I'm living that way. So God, you factored in or you've built in. Since I'm a righteous person, I'm never going to walk through any problems, right? Since I'm a righteous person, I'm never going to be disappointed, right? No, he said, but the righteous person will not be moved. And I want to remind you today that when we turn to Jesus immediately in our situation, it doesn't mean we're not going to go through life issues, but it does mean this. We've built a beautiful foundation in our life as we just cast that burden on the Lord. Matter of fact, when I hear the word burden, disappointment comes to my mind. Heaviness comes to my mind. Something that I want to get out of comes to my mind. Anybody ever have an aha moment? The light bulb comes on. I had a chance of working with Lonnie this week for a couple days. I'm telling you, that man can do stuff with a drill. I didn't even know you could do that with a drill. I had an aha moment. My game came to another level. A man by the name of Thomas Edison said this, I have not failed. I've only tried 10,000 ways that have not worked. Who in this room has ever failed over and over and over and over and over and over? Teachers spoke over his life at a very young age. They said Edison would struggle. It would be difficult for him because his mind often wanders in class. Can we rewind the tape just for a moment? Possibly, just possibly, it might have looked like this. As his teachers were teaching him reading, writing, and arithmetic, he might have been thinking of creating light bulbs in his mind. Failure sometimes causes us to back up. It's one of life's disappointments, but this man continues to press through. And he does something fairly significantly. It helps us in the room today to be able to see uh, much more effectively today. It's an aha moment. 
I believe that God would allow us to have an aha moment in our life if this is our struggle, that we would reach for the ointment for disappointment and we would turn this morning immediately to Jesus and ask him to help us. Amen? I would love it if that was the only thing that we had to work on. Matter of fact, I believe that many in the church, if you've been in it for a long time, we've heard this, just turn to Jesus, baby. Just turn to Jesus, it's going to be okay. And I believe that because I believe that it's the first thing that we need to do. But I don't believe that that's the end of the journey and the end of the road. And I want to show you from Scripture that as we come back and we reach for the ointment for disappointment, yes, we have turned to Jesus But the other thing that we must do is we must allow other people into our situation when we're disappointed. Did you know that God has allowed seven, listen to this, seven billion people to live on this planet? Who believes that we might be able to find one? One person that could help us in our situation, one person that could walk through life's journey with us, that God would allow us to open our heart in the center of our disappointment and say, you know what? Is there a brother in Christ? Is there a sister in Christ that could help me be complete? Walking this journey with God's help is I've got disappointments in my heart. Turn to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter four. Just go ahead and pass up Proverbs. Then you'll get to Ecclesiastes. Don't don't get to Song of Solomon. I'm not gonna teach out of that today. That's not my week. That's Pastor Josh's series. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it gives this passage of Scripture that talks about the value of a friend. And I want you to think through this as you open up your heart to allow others into your situation. Because I think often a struggle point is this. We wouldn't have to struggle alone in our disappointment if we would open up our life. In Ecclesiastes 4 Verse 12 talks about that. There's many other verses that support this, but I'll read Ecclesiastes 4.12. It says this, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Check this out. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Is it possible that there are times in our life that we hang out in disappointments longer than what we would have to If we would invite a friend to just walk alongside of us, if we would make a phone call, send a quick text, hey man, I need prayer today. I'm going through a disappointment. Check this verse out. It says that pretty much one cord, one person is not going to do much when the enemy comes in, but a threefold cord. In other words, it's showing us the value of having people in our life that when the enemy comes in, I have strength in my life. Because I've included others. I've allowed others to know what's going on in my life. Whoever struggles with including others and allowing others to walk the journey with you. I can't tell you how many times my wife has said, just ask for help. You know, we're, we're trying to move something that, that weighs a thousand pounds in our garage. I can do it. Just ask for help. Allow someone else to come into your situation and help you, to be a blessing to you. Don't try to go at it alone. Trust that God would help you. Arguably, the best player to ever pick up 
this type of leather and play the game in the NBA was a man by the name of Michael Jordan. How many of you ever heard of Michael Jordan? I remember, Pastor Josh, when, when he came out on the Wheaties box, I had every poster. You remember that was kind of shrink wrapped to it? I had every poster plastered on my wall, number 23, Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Now, some might argue, but uh, I, I, I would believe that he was the best that's ever played the game. Yet Jordan would tell you he's missed over 9,000 shots documented. That's a ton of shots. 26 of those shots were critical game-winning moments, and Jordan, the greatest, arguably, of all times, missed that shot. In his career, lost over 300 games. He said, I failed over and over and over and over, and that is why I succeeded. I want to tell you today, Faith Community Church, we have got to figure out how to get our bounce back. We've got to figure it out. Some of you will struggle continually because you can't find another person. You will use excuses that there's no one that will lend the ear. It could even be easy in an environment like this to say no one understands me. Yes, they do, because everybody understands what it's like to be disappointed. Jordan was cut from his high school team. He would go on to play for North Carolina and then the Chicago Bulls. We see in his life an ability to identify someone, to allow someone into his life. And he found it in many people, but one of them being his father, a guy that he could depend on, a coach outside of a coach that would coach him and say, man, you're not going to give up. You're not going to throw in the towel. You're going to put your heart on the thing that you've, your mind on the thing that your mind is set on, and you're going to accomplish it. We must allow others into our situation. I reach for the ointment for disappointment. Why? Because I've been disappointed. I need something from God's word to help me. I turn to God immediately. I allow others into my life, and I would hope, surely, Brian, let that be the last point. It's hard for me to remember anything more than two. But I want to tell you, you have got to find purpose in your pain. There's somebody in this room that's walking through pain right now. I want to tell you, God wants to help you to find purpose in your pain. May I ask you a question this morning? Would you allow God to repurpose your pain this morning? Would you allow God to show you as you reach for the ointment, for disappointment, that the thing that you're walking through might not just be for just you? That the thing that you're walking through, yes, there's deliverance on the other side. On the other side of the storm, it's going to look much better. But maybe your family's watching you. Maybe there's a community watching you. Maybe there's a person at the church watching you to see how you handle the disappointment. If you'll reach for the ointment for disappointment and say, God, help me find purpose in my pain. Who believes he'll help you find purpose? I believe that this morning. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Philippians Book of Philippians chapter 3. In Philippians chapter 3, we're going to arrive here at verse 12. And most of you, if you've been in the church for a while, will understand this verse. You, you could quote it. Some of you could preach it better than I could this morning. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 12, the Bible says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Faith community, shout press on with me this morning. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus 
has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. It's a scripture that we know pretty well right here. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If you can show me what you're pressing for in the midst of your disappointment, I can show you that if it's in God and he's called you to do it, there's going to be success all over it. But all too often we lose our press, don't we? We forget that we've had some things that have happened in our past. We have some things that are currently happening in our lives and we have some things that could possibly go down in the future and and we get a little irritated or scared or uncertain about it. But I want to challenge you today. Don't change your press. Don't change the thing that you're pressing for. If we really dial this down and, and we look at the original language and what this press really looks like, it means to reach. I've, I've got to reach. And last time I looked, reaching took effort. Do you remember as a kid when you were trying to, to get something, you had identified it. It, it was on top of the shelf and, and you needed to get it off the shelf, but you couldn't reach it. Do, do you remember that struggle? You, you're doing everything you can to get to it, but you can't. Is that not a frustrating feeling? And, and you would have somebody that would come in, like a parent or a grandparent, and all of a sudden they would just come in and say, Oh, honey, you want this? Well, here you go. And they would give it to you, and you're like, Yes. I wish God would reach up on the shelf and give us everything, but he won't. Why? Because he wants you to learn the art of the press. He wants you to reach. And sometimes I've, I've got to press. I've got to go, go. I've got to get the ointment for disappointment. And I've got to say, God, somehow, some way, somehow, some way, I've got to see you kind of repurpose this pain in my life. And, and God, help me out. Young man entered the Illinois militia many years ago. Entered as a captain, left as a private. Everybody say demoted. (laughs) You ever been there before? Some of you might be going through that right now. You might be in fear of that. I want to remind you that the Bible says that the Lord had secured your lot. He has something for you. He wants to help you, strengthen you. He enters what is known as the Black Hawk War. Demoted. He would go on and he would see a nation that he lived in, a place that he highly believed in, arrive at a place where they couldn't get along and they would begin to fight the North and the South in the Civil War. He didn't give up. There were many things that were said about him. He would study sometimes long hours all through the night, was, was basically deemed as, as getting a law degree on his own, went after it, became the president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Loss after loss after loss. But he couldn't get his mind off the fact that there were people that were being dehumanized. There were people that were being mistreated. There were people that were bound to shackles and chains. There were people that were living in slavery. And how many of you know we had a president that pushed through and signed what we know is the Emancipation Proclamation 
and went ahead and worked through his disappointment and he pressed when it didn't make sense. And how many of you thankful that people were set free? People were set free. There's somebody in this room that needs an emancipation proclamation spoke over your life today. You've lived and changed. You, you don't wear them. You don't wear them to church. That would be awkward. Matter of fact, you do everything that you can to cover it up. You hope that spiritually somebody can't see it. But I want to tell you, if you'll just allow God to repurpose the pain, how many of you know in this room today you can be set free? Allow God to repurpose your pain. Well, Brian, is that exhaustive? Is that the only thing that we need to do? No, we've got to reach for the ointment for disappointment again. We've turned to Jesus. We understand that. We, we know that we have to include others, allow others into our situation, into our life. We've got to find the purpose in our pain. But the last and final thing that I want you to be aware of in this message today is that we have to live with an eternal perspective. Could you admit sometimes, just sometimes, you live with the perspective that life is about today and life is about you? You ever struggle with that? We've got to live with an eternal perspective. We have to understand, as we opened up in 2 Corinthians, the thing that you're going through is temporary. Can somebody testify that this too will pass? That in the middle of my disappointment, I can live with an eternal perspective and I can say, thank you, God, that I might have to walk through it for another week. Thank you that I might have to be disappointed for another month or another year. But at some point, this thing's going to lift. It's one of my favorite scriptures that in heaven, God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And all the disappointments and all the things. And I don't know exactly what that means, Pastor Josh, but I know this. It means there's probably not going to be a lot of crying there. Some of you are disappointed in life. You might not find yourself breaking down and shedding tears. You might be a man in this room is beyond that. But inside, you're drowning in the tears that you're crying. You're disappointed. And I want to encourage you this morning to live life with an eternal perspective. Let's look at a scripture on that, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 uh, I believe that we're going to look at verses 20 and 21. It says this in Ephesians, or I'm sorry, Philippians 3, verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven. Who's thankful for that? The streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl. Did I get that right? It's going to be really, really, really cool. I don't have gates of pearl at my house. You, you might, but, but I don't. Our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed, somebody say conformed, to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. I want to invite the band to come this morning. Who knows that God is going to subdue all things unto himself? The thing that you're walking through right now, the disappointment that you're walking through right now, God sees it. Who knows he not only sees it, he cares about it. That's the whole deal with the one-upping of disappointment. It kind of works both ways. Not only have you one-upped the disappointment, but you've also done this. You've heard somebody else talk about their disappointment, and you're like, why am I disappointed? 
Look at what they're going through. But yet deep inside, you still feel disappointed. I've got to live with this eternal perspective. And if we could shift this morning here at Faith Community Church and realize this, my citizenship is not here. I mean, I have a citizenship here. I thank God that I was born here 42 years in, but who knows I'm not going to live here forever. Can I challenge you with something this morning? Heaven is your zip code. Somebody might have thought, well, I'm not sure. Here's the reality. You can be sure. Greatest disappointment in life is not the pain that I have to walk through. It's not the person that I lost. It's not the job that didn't work out. It's not the ministry hope that I had. It's not the relationship breakdown. No, that's not life's greatest disappointment. Life's greatest disappointment would be this. To have not dealt with that disappointment at an eternal level and invite Christ to come into your life and be your Redeemer, your Savior, your Jesus, your friend. Wouldn't that be life's greatest disappointment? Oh, Brian's going to have to go through a lot here. I don't know what that looks like. I'm glad God doesn't show me all of that. But I do know this. When it's well with my soul and when, when Christ came in and set me free, there's a bright hope for this guy to tomorrow, whatever it looks like. I've always been challenged by this woman. I've never seen her live. Matter of fact, she's in her eternal reward right now. I truly believe that. But it was a lady by the name of Corey Ten Boom. Who's ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? And during the Nazification of a Jewish people, Corey Ten Boom and her family, her dad being a watchmaker, they used their business to be a blessing to Jewish people that were walking through tragic situation. They were hiding people in their home and they were being the hands and feet of Jesus extended. They were feeding them, helping them with clothing, taking care of them. Things got bad. We, most of us know the history of that, the great Holocaust. We see in this life an individual who had seen so much, walked through so much, been through so much. And in 1971, a year before I was born, this book comes out called The Hiding Place. It's a book about her life. It talks about healing. It talks about forgiveness. It talks about living with an eternal perspective been blessed by that because here a person had been disappointed and disappointed and disappointed and disappointed but the Lord brought her to a place that he said Corey this is beyond just being about you this is this is about what I want to do with your story this is what I want to do with your disappointment I find sometimes we're trying to pray ourselves out of the thing that God might have allowed into our life that if we'll just learn to deal with it, he'll give us the grace to get through it. Amen, church? He's giving you the grace right now in this room to get through it. I end with a simple scripture this morning in Isaiah, and then I want to pray over you. Isaiah chapter 61. 
verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Who wants that? Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening of prison to those who are bound. I, I believe that's why I'm here today, why, why I would take my Sunday to, to share in hopes it would help somebody to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Who knows God's going to judge everything going on. To comfort all who mourn, be comforted today. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Dare you reach for the salve? Would you consider grabbing hold in the spirit of the oil of gladness and saying, God, today, can you just anoint my eyes, God? I've been walking through disappointment. It's been tough. I haven't been able to figure it out. It seems like my entire life has been that way, but could you allow the Lord to give you the strength to open your eyes with a new perspective? Some of you have walked through so much. I don't even know what it is, and your story might look a little bit different. The oil of gladness for you might look a little bit more like this. God, I've been walking through it, and I really need your help, God, and I really need your mercy. And even in that message today, I mean, I was challenged by it, but now I actually have to go apply it because Brian said that we need to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer, and I so want to do that. Would you dare reach for the ointment for disappointment and in this room, even right now, allow the Holy Spirit to heal you and set you free all over this room? I'm going to just quickly ask that you would bow your heads in the presence of the Lord. I feel this is what I'm supposed to do. Pastor Josh gave me some liberty today, so I'm just going to be real simple with that. You say, Brian, I'm walking through some disappointment in my life right now and I need God's help. You might be walking through something in your marriage right now and you're disappointed. You need God's help. I don't know what it is. You might be walking through a financial thing right now, a spiritual thing, an issue that you can't let go of and it's a disappointment and it just won't let up. All over this building, just as a sign of faith and as a declaration of today, I'm reaching for the ointment of disappointment and I claim my healing in the name of Jesus. If you have disappointment in your life today and the spirit has shifted something in your heart and you need to reach out to him for your healing, I want you to stand where you're at and I'm gonna pray for you in just one moment. All over this room, all over this room, if that's in your life, thank thank you, thank you. I understand that. You don't even know me. I appreciate that. I know that you're doing this for the Lord today. Spirit, I ask you to come right now. And I ask you to bring the oil of gladness to your people. I pray that you would bring healing. I pray that you would bring deliverance. I pray that you would bring help. I pray that you would bring health. And Lord, as we've taught some things, I know that you've given us some more things, some more scriptures that we need to apply, some more things that we need to apply to our situation, that we would be healed that we would be whole. 
We ask in Jesus' name for you to set us free and for you to help us, that the oil of gladness would be poured over our life right now, that we would live with an eternal perspective, that this too shall pass. We ask for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you are not in relationship with God, I mean, you understand that. You've just been living this life that's been in disobedience. You're not lined up with what he's asked you to do, and you need to invite him to come in and be your Lord your Savior today. Do you mind to just lift up your hand? Anybody that's here today, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Thank you. Thank you for your hand. Anybody else? Anyone else? Let's pray together for that today, church. Father, thank you that as we, your word says, as we ask you to forgive us of our sins, and I pray for those that lifted their hands, for them to just do that right now. Lord, that as we ask you to forgive us of our sins, to take all the doubt, to take all the things, to take all of the disappointments, Lord. We just offer them to you today. We're thankful that you died on the cross. You didn't stay there, but you rose for us. We're thank you, we thank you that you're Jesus, the spotless lamb that died, and, and you're here today, and you're ministering to these, Lord, that are praying this prayer. I know that I can't save them, but I know that that's in the power of you to do. And I thank you that as they are just confessing before you their need for you, I thank you that you are becoming their master, their savior, and their Lord. We're thankful for that in Jesus' name. 